Welcome back to a very special metal episode of Misery Point Radio. And yes, I said metal. Because today's show, all about the metal. Not just the metal. Really, today's show is about the man behind the metal. Not only does today's guest play in a legendary OG metal band himself, but he also builds guitars for legends of the metal community. That's right. OG shredders like Rick Roz from Death Massacre and the Gods of Death, Claudia Screamer from Dragonlord and Possessed, Vinny LaBella from X Hoarder, and of course, Terrence Hobbs and Charles Arago from Suffocation. And as it turns out, if he wasn't busy enough, he's also currently going the extra mile, serving as a guitar tech to Terrence and Charlie on Suffocation's death-chopping North America Farewell Frank Tour as the band bids farewell to the retiring godfather of death metal vocalists, Frank Mullen. Man, is that the end of an era or just the beginning of another one? I'm not really sure. So I was invited to my new friend to come hang out as his personal guest at the Suffocation Show in Seattle at Club Sewer. And I was able to get up close and personal with three of his guitars. Super stoked to say I got to hold each of these guitars in my hands and get the stories of how each one came to be. And I, of course, got to see them in action as Terrence and Charlie tore up the fucking stage doing what they do, bringing the awesomeness. And I was introduced to the band as well. They were all really cool, super gracious, took a few moments to chat with me, and they were totally cool with me invading their space. So thank you to all of the bands who gave me a few moments of their time. Uh, Really, really, really appreciated that. So when we got to the interview, which we did in the dressing room, fully clothed, mind you, get your fucking minds out of the gutter. (laughs) It's kind of a big noisy room, and we were competing with the sound check, so it did get a little chaotic for a few moments there. But if you ask me, that just adds to the awesomeness. (laughs) Plus, when it got really loud, eh, we just took a break, went to the used record store down the street, shopped around for some cool old school shit didn't end up buying anything but saw a bunch of cool stuff so hey as far as I'm concerned it was a win-win so I'm really excited to bring to you today's episode I'm really excited for you to be able to get the lowdown on an independent business on somebody who's working for himself, creating a name, and competing with the big boys. So, enough of my fucking yammering. You guys ready to uh, get this show on the road? Let's get to it. All right, so welcome back to Misery Point Radio. We are here on the Suffocation Tour in Seattle, Washington at Club Sewer. 
And I'm hanging out here with uh, Scott Varnick from SP Custom Guitars, as well as the uber epic OG metal band False Prophet. Um, so Scott, thanks for joining me here on the show, man. Hey man, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. So you're here today more or less as a uh, guitar tech, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, in addition to building guitars, you tech for suffocation, you tech also for possessed, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, that's something that both of those bands have in common, and that they are playing your guitars. So let's uh, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, um, I think either Terrence or Claudius, one of them said, like, you know, who who better to tech? Yeah, right. <laughs> you built them, so I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Terrence has uh, two guitars. Right, three guitars now. So what's he rocking these days? Um, the body style. It's called the Hobbs Lock. It's it's kind of like our take on a Warlock. Right. OG um, BC Rich uh, design. Yeah, I mean, that's that shape is what he's comfortable with. It's his yeah. home, you know. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, we built a widow shape that he likes it. Um, he doesn't. It's not his main guitar. Right. Yeah. So he's got the two, uh, the two kind of warlocks, and then and then the widow as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't see the widow here today. Yeah, and it, it weighs a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Those are big, beastly guitars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and then also uh, Charles has one. Yeah, he just got his. Um, he just got one. Actually, finished it on the road. Um, it's uh, our take on a Strat. So yeah, you know, I just got a chance to check that out today. So uh, tell us about the design on that one because it's a little bit different than kind of what you may be known for. Yeah, you know, um, Charlie is an ESP guy. Right. Where most of my guys were BC Rich and Jackson guys, so we kind of played with the, you know, the Strat shape, like, you know, most guys do, and we elongated the, the, the treble side horn. And with Charlie, he just wanted one pickup, like you saw, mm-hmm. and no volume, just yeah. on off. He's a three way toggle, you know, either on or off. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was noticing that because that was one of the first things I noticed was like, there is no knob at all. Zero knob. It's a fucking knobless guitar. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, I mean, anymore, a lot of your volumes controlled via pedals and, and stuff like that. So you can actually avoid the knob. It's just not a, not a common design to see. So I thought that was, that was pretty awesome. And uh, the wood on that is, there's a lot of wood going on in that guitar. Yeah, it's a um, three-piece maple neck, um, neck through. It's the centerpiece is flamed. The two outer pieces are ambrosia maple. Right. And we have mahogany sides with ambrosia maple top. Yeah. So, and did natural, just taped it off the binding when we painted it. And yeah, it's, 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 I like the guitar. A lot of people who play it love that thing. So, yeah, yeah it definitely uh, got that Horizon vibe to it, the ESP Horizons. Um, yeah, it's comfy and it has a Pale Moon Ebony fingerboard and we yeah. used a, uh, ebony binding just off of scrap ebony I had at the house. Yeah, and, and so looking at those different kinds of woods on there, which I notice wood grain probably more than anything when I look at guitars, and you mm-hmm. as a builder, that's probably something that you like to show off as opposed to, say, yeah. cover it up. Yeah, I mean, I spend time going through wood piles to try to find the coolest stuff. Right. Uh, why, why paint it? Yeah, so ambrosia maple is not a very common ingredient. Uh, no. I said ingredient like it's a fucking dinner or something. <laughs> yeah. but uh, Actually, I've used it... Um, I've used it on, I think, two basses. Um, this thing is the first guitar that we've put Ambrosia on, I, th- I think. Um, it might be another bass for Steve Tucker. Okay. I'm doing one for him, and it's going to have Ambrosia in the neck. But yeah, and that, that freaking fretboard, uh, what is that? That's an ebony. That one? Yeah. Uh, Pale Moon Ebony. Pale Moon Ebony. If, if you guys haven't seen this before, it's hard to describe it. 
but it looks like ebony that's been kind of brushed with like bird's eye maple. It's got this really cool contrast of very light with very dark. And uh, it's just about the most unique color I think I've seen on a fretboard. And it almost doesn't like it almost makes its own inlay just by the patterns on the wood grain. Yeah, there's no point of putting inlays on that, man. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I think it's also known as Royal Ebony, another another name for it. But yeah, it's Chuck fell in love with that that fingerboard. And I have its its sister because I'm planning on a build for myself. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only two slices I had out of that, man. Yeah. So uh, in addition to the the Suffolk guys, um, and of course, uh, you're also Tekken for Possessed, so Claudius, Mm -hmm. you built a guitar for him. Yeah, Claudius has one. Um, Jeff Becerra, Mm -hmm. his bass. Man, I built him a bass and I did something stupid. I left it in the car. Oh, no. In the heat without any finish and oh did it fucking warp the, the wood started separating oh so I, I you know I, I could have done what a lot of people would have done which was you know epoxy it fix it band-aid it up and not tell anybody and just go with it but I'm not gonna do that just built him another one yeah, I built him another one so just called it a loss and said fuck it I have it on. it's hanging up in my shop as a reminder not to do anything stupid like that again <laughs> so yeah it's it's there and you know I told Jeff about it and he put it on Facebook or Instagram. I was oh, like, oh, no. man. Why? Yeah. But, I mean, it's good because, like, you know, now you know I'm not going to, like, do that shit. Sure. Well, hey, you know, and we all we all do dumb things. Um, I left a guitar when I was playing my backup guitar in a show years ago, mm-hmm. and it was an ESP that I had built for me. Ooh. So it was a custom shop ESP yeah. that was, yeah. like, four grand, like, over 20 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I left it uh, in the car in the cold and it just fucking and it was like two days because i got busy and left it there but i came back and it was all the paint was all jacked up looking you know this the metal had all rusted on all the pickups and it uh it was fixable but it it was it was dumb yeah man and you know it sucked i've only had two guitars i had to like redo um the first one was a guitar i was doing for rick ross right one of the threshers yeah one of the threshers actually it was uh you know it was I've only I haven't built many guitars. Yeah. So Rick has like my second electric. Right. <laughs> so on that one, you know, I, I, there was a mistake. I can't remember what happened. I think it was like something with when I was routing the profile of the neck. Something happened, which now I could fix it easily. But back sure. then, I had no idea what I was, what I was doing. Yeah. So, when you started building more or less for yourself, right? I mean. Yeah, it was just for me. It was nothing. I had no plans of doing guitars for people. And the, you have that. Um, you built a basically based off of uh, the BC Rich Stealth, mm-hmm. which which was made famous by uh, Chuck Schuldiner of Death, mm-hmm. which of course Rick Roz, known mm-hmm. for his time mm-hmm. uh, in Death around the leprosy kind of scream bloody gore era back in the day. Definitely a OG as far as metal guys. Yeah, are my favorite band's Death. I mean, yeah. you know it's uh, and I bought a custom shop Chuck Schuldiner. It was you know really expensive, right? <laughs> and I wanted a natural wood one, and I got a quote, and it was I couldn't afford that. Sure. So I was like, I'll just build my own. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just read a bunch of books and YouTube. and. So you're not trained in, you know, luthier. Man, I have, before that, I'd never glued a piece of wood. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a computer guy, man. Uh, yeah. You know, but I fell in love with it. Sure. And, you know, it's, and I always like tinkering with stuff, but, you know, guitars are cool. <laughs> and being as how, I mean, it was only very recently that you started playing shows, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like, and so how did, I mean, I assume that that design off of that stealth led to visibility somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, the story, uh, I've told it before, it's, it's kind of long, but I'll sure. give you the condensed version, was 
Uh, I met Rick on Obituaries tour bus. Okay. Um, I asked him for some guitar picks, and he's like, "Hold on, he disappeared." I just as a casual fan, I'm like, a pick collector, man. Oh, right on. You know, <laughs> yeah, I saw the thing. Yeah, like you know, since I was a kid, my first pick was James Hetfield back in you know the Black Album tour. Nice. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I asked him for a pick, and he disappeared. I'm like, oh, I'll never see this guy again. Well, like 15 minutes later, he pops up with some picks. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, this guy actually didn't blow off a fan. And uh, anyway, six months later, there was a post on Facebook. And he had some spare massacre picks, you know, hit him up. So there was some that I didn't have. I was like, hey, you know, blah, 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 I met you. And like a couple of days later, he's like, so do you build guitars? And I was like, I try. <laughs> you know, and how do you know that you built guitars? Just I guess a, a picture he saw I guess online? the Facebook profile, man. Yeah. You know, I, I was brand new to Facebook. I have never messed with that stuff. So, yeah, you know. the book of faces, I call it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, <laughs> I only joined Facebook for the guitar thing. But right. Anyway, yeah, Rick asked for a guitar, and uh, it all started from there, dude. And, right. You know, at first it was me acoustic, because he was already endorsed by someone. So I started working on acoustic for Rick, then he called me up one day. He's like, you know, would you mind building me an electric? And I was like, I'll try. <laughs> you know, what do you want? And he had an idea of a Gibson Explorer, but pointy. Right. Uh, 24 frets. You know, same Gibson scale with the Floyd Rose. And I'm right. like, all right, no problem. So, Did you actually finish an acoustic build for him? No. No, I, did. I built five acoustics just for myself and a couple okay. of friends. But his, his <laughs> he's, if he hears this, he's going to laugh because, you know, he asked me about it all the time. Yeah. Where's um, my acoustic at, you motherfucker? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say motherfucker, but Rick's very polite. But uh, he doesn't, yeah, you know, he, he kind of like, you know, p- pokes me a little, little bit poke, once in a while. poke the bear a little you know, bit. You know, hey, sir, you know, type of thing. But yeah, his, I have it, and it's it's in pieces. I uh, I can't imagine Rick Ross playing an acoustic. Uh, maybe he does, and we just don't know it. Yeah, I mean, he wants to sit back on the beach and jam. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are in Florida, so... Uh, well, I'm in North Carolina. You're in North Carolina. Yeah. He's in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So... That's how it started, man. Yeah. Well, Rick. I mean, if you look at it, you know, we were talking about BC Rich a second ago, mm-hmm. you know, going back to, say, the 70s and the 80s and probably in its, we'll call it the metal heyday of, mm-hmm. the, of the mid-90s, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Bernie Rico started building based off of um, just kind of modifying existing guitars and mm-hmm. this and that. And then that brand started to become synonymous with either more extreme acts or people that were definitely just kind of outside of the bubble. And then over the course of years, BC Rich went through different buyouts and different companies and most noticeably the notoriously horrible class acts uh, time frame. But I guess I kind of look at it now like I'm not sure if you've thought about it, but you're kind of going the route that Bernie Rico went, where these guys that are quite legendary in their industry are now playing your stuff. That's pretty epic. Yeah, man, you know, sometimes I forget. Right. And, you know, just don't think about it. Well, they're not really clients anymore. They're actually your friends. Yeah. I mean, these are people that you know. I mean, it's a first-name basis. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you, and... Oh hey, yeah, my buddy Rick. You know <laughs> things yeah, like that. Yeah. So it probably takes on a different. Meaning. Oh yeah, like five years ago. I mean, yeah. You know, it's 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 funny how life changes and the path you take. But sure. Yeah, I mean, me. You know, like my favorite, I told you, favorite band was Death. You know, Sepultura and Death were like my two bands, and right. you know, both those bands. You know, they played BC Rich, and you know, I grew up loving BC Rich, mm-hmm. and I always wanted BC Rich, and right now I have a pretty good collection. Um, you know, I have, I have an Igniter, I have a Stealth, I have a Wrath. You know, I have a couple artists own guitars. Yeah. Um, you know, I have probably seven custom BC Riches. Oh, you yeah. Know? I think uh, I love the, like, the Grateful Dead era kind of BC Riches that were super awesome and really oh. old school. 
wood grain you know that's the, what i love man. yeah you know that's 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 what you know that's what i kind of try to do is you know my spin on you know whether whatever body shape i make is sure. still gonna have what i love and i love bc rich and right know, it's, i wear it with pride so when we talk about guitars or or products in general i guess that are based off of existing concepts or mm -hmm. body shapes that people know for instance like hobbs's warlocks mm -hmm. and whatnot where is that line between say paying respect and taking influence from design to where to the point where you just can't cross a certain line and be accused of just ripping off a i know model? I, you know every guitar builder manufacturer everything's derivative at some point I mean, everyone is guilty of using the shapes, right? You know, from BC Rich to you know, name it. Everyone has done it. The ESP Les Paul that I play, for instance. <laughs> you know, BC Rich has done. You know, how right. many people you know, go Gaga over BC Rich Explorers or right. BC Rich you know Strats or Tellies or whatever shape they've been done, and so as you know, everyone's done it. Sure. Um, I don't want to do it, but that's what Hobbs wanted. Sure. You know, well, and I mean, you yourself. So, I mean, there's something nostalgic about saying, hey, I grew up on this, but now this is this is my version of this. Yeah, and it's, it's not a perfect copy. Sure. Um, there's things that are different that, you know, that I think would have been better. And I talked to Terrence and, you know, you know, he, he thinks it's better. But, right. you know, nowhere does it say BC Rich or, sure. you know, or ESP or anything. You know, it's just got my name on it and my headstock. Right. Which is also, by the way, I love oh, that thanks, headstock man. shape. That's yeah. really you cool. Know, it's you know it's homage my homage to it man it's not yeah know, i try to pay it respect as i can sure so we're talking about that then let's let's talk about the process so um obviously started with uh with rick Roz there uh kind of mm -hmm. wanted to jump on board and your list of clients has continued to grow so so how is the process somebody says hey scott i want you to build me a guitar <laughs> walk me through kind of what that actually entails uh, a lot of guys like they have no idea what they want. Right. <laughs> it's it's. They just go, that's fucking cool. Make me one of yeah, those. Yeah, make me something cool. So, <laughs> you know, or hey, I want to, you know, whatever shape. And I'm like, well, you know, what about doing it yourself? Like, what what if, when you were a kid in high school or whatever, what did you draw on your notebook paper? Right. And I try to get that out of them because that way it's more, you know, more personal for them, and you know, they won't sell it in two years for something else. Right. And it'll it'll be because it, man, it takes time. I haven't it, seen an SP guitar on eBay yet. <laughs> I hope you won't, man, because <laughs> they take so much time, and right. they, you know, like every one of them's got my blood in it and sweat and you sure. know, probably tears and whatever else, man, because it's 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 it's. It's a passion, right? You know, once you find something you love to do, and you know you put everything you got into it, hopefully people can feel it when they touch it, or you know. And when I'm doing these guitars for people, it's like with Terrence or whoever, you know, you become friends because I'm always talking to them every day. Right. Hey man, what do you want this? Or hey man, what do you think about this? Or what color do you want? Or what kind of binding? Or blah blah blah. Right. blah. It, it it's almost overwhelming for people to think about all the other options because you know no i think that people don't think about what actually the number of components that there are in guitars no, man like you know i mean tuning pegs you know fucking yeah. bridge mm -hmm. you know nut material yeah hardware you know hobbs knew what he wanted right you know floyd rose because you know i love floyd's i love kaler's too but you know i grew up on floyd's and i think at that time he was endorsed by lace so we use lace right um but yeah, everything else, you know, kind of the woods we picked for that guitar was pretty easy because he's seen Rick Ross's Thresher. Right. And he's like, I want to, you know, I want one just like that. But, you know, the Warlock shape. But a Warlock, yeah. And so 
somebody says, I want you to build me this, you you basically say, hey, okay, give me a concept design. Yeah. You work with that design. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you, as well as uh, the the client, are literally talking through the entire process. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, pictures. So this is, this, this is guided by them, then, I assume, or is it kind of guided by you and they give you their approval? Both. Um, like with Charlie, you know, is mm-hmm. you know, video calls. Hey, man, what do you think about this? Or look at this wood. I, you know, I had on Facebook, you know, messenger call, video calls going through. Sure. You know, my shop and, like, different types of woods, and we, we, we chose Ambrosia. Yeah. And so... Is this just you? I mean, is this a one-man operation? It's just me, dude. It's, it's just me. You know, I, once no in a while I have crazy friends. Crazy interns that'll say, hey. Uh. <laughs> that happens, man. I had, yeah. you know, everybody wants to be part of something. Sure. You know, and I would love to have someone, you know, want to learn, you know, whatever I can teach them. Like an apprentice, if you that, will. You know, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have friends come by and, you know, do some sanding. Sure. But, you know, most people are like me no prior experience with woodworking or anything else so you know sanding is <laughs> it's a lot of work and yeah you know you're probably not going to mess that up so i'll have like my friends you know like kind of you know one buddy sanded you know a lot of uh hobbs's you know hobbs lock right you know so another buddy at the time helped with uh sanding on the x order the uh what do we call that one the godfather so okay. yeah yeah so yeah that badass v <laughs> that was another one. Was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, Vinny uh, Labella, dude. Like you know, X Order. I was thirteen. You know, I got yeah. the Death just was uh, Death's Door. You know, compilation. First heard X Order, Pestilence, Sadus. Yeah. You know, Swallowed uh, in Black era is when that was. Yeah. Now I got you know, you know, Darren Travis. I'm yeah. building a V, and I'll be seeing him Sunday. I hope. You know. So, how many guitars do you have in the works at one time? Right now, what's in the works? I got Darren's V. That's almost ready. Um, Steve Tucker's bass, it's uh, about 50% there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? Um, a gentleman by the name of Dell Dollar, he plays a man called Carrying Curse. His guitar is about 85% there. So there's uh, a couple more. Um, trying to think of the other bands. Uh, my buddy Bo from Sadistic Vision, uh, we're probably about halfway on his guitar. So there's probably like five, six right now. Right. Different, you know, various stages of. Yeah. So when you have multiple projects working, how are you? organizing that time i mean how do you decide when to move to the next stage on each one and still feel like you're dedicating the proper time to each project yeah well with just fucking you well with artists <laughs> it's kind of like you know with you know artists that are touring or recording it's okay. kind of like um you know when do you need it okay you know so if i know if, you know like if there's a more angel tour coming up you know whenever i'll need to have this thing done by then okay so then i can work in you know the customers sure you know um Sometimes it takes a little longer than I want it to take. Right. <laughs> but, you know. Hopefully. And now you've got you out on tour. Yes. In the mix. Yeah. To kind so, of uh, further yeah. add another obstacle to yes. your daily timeline. So there's a month, you know, I deposit everything for a month to come out and do this, yeah. which has been awesome, man. I've, I've never left the East Coast. Well, I went to OzFest in L.A., but, you know, I never, like, traveled across the country. And yeah. it's been pretty cool you're traveling in a in a big cozy bus now yeah yeah <laughs> it was kind of weird at first man like you know i never like had to sleep in a bunk before but luckily yeah. i'm on the bottom so yeah um yeah it was the hum of the road that's awesome so yeah yeah, yeah. just getting over to uh the west side for the first time yeah yeah and you're in seattle on a day when it's not gray and dreary <laughs> and dismal and covered in the silent hill fog i call it yeah i mean it's 
coming in, I was like, wow, there's mountains. They're awesome. And yeah. you know, just, this, just the, the views was just amazing. That's what's been cool. Like looking out the window of the bus, right. know, just seeing like, you know, the rock formations out in like, it was a Utah and it was like, wow, I'll check that out. Yeah, know? that's crazy. Yeah. And you guys are basically touring the extremity of the States kind of going around mm-hmm. the, uh, the perimeter, if you will. So yeah, uh, going around and come back down. Yeah. You know, you're uh, halfway there. Yeah. Officially, as of today, I think marks the halfway point. Is actually, it? yeah. 25 shows. I think this is 13 or maybe 12. Wow. I think, yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, just my, my OCD is wondering why the tour is ending in Pennsylvania as opposed to ending in New York. Just considering that. I think everybody's wondering that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to guess it's probably conflicted dates i don't know sure yeah yeah that's crazy so um getting back to uh to your your guitars there um some designs you recognize as iconic designs and some are completely just out of left field or out of (laughs) somebody's head yeah so um one in particular, I know you know I'm talking about. It's the Big Black Beast. I don't know what it's uh, called. But Steve Klein's, what is that thing called, man? He's going to kill me for forgetting. Well, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's just crazy. It looks like something out of the Dark Crystal. Dude, that thing was like so much work. Yeah. It has 27 frets. Um, it's just a monster, man. Oh, it's, I mean, I, I saw that and I was like, holy crap. That is Dude, how case. do you come up with that design that was steve man um, yeah he was, drew it out himself and yeah, said make yeah. this happen yeah he you know i encourage that man i i, I want to see what you can think of right you know not many people will do that and so basically nothing is off limits as far as you're concerned design wise i mean other than blatant yeah uh, i'm not going to copy like you know rip off and put you know another manufacturer's name i've been asked that and i'm like no right i'm not going to do that that's you know doesn't do anybody any good right do we need to stop for a few or they're probably testing the pa right now okay so yeah well let's take five all right all right so we had to take a quick break for a sound check there and that's what you heard in the background but uh so we left off talking about all of the custom designs and uh the one that i believe is known as the pazuzu that's it uh the big black beast so uh (laughs) obviously so you you are able to take any design that anybody comes up with and make it a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is uh, and I was asking you if anything was off the table, and, and you're pretty much saying, no, I can build you whatever the heck you want. Yeah, I'll do anything as long as you don't ask me to make a direct copy with, you know, another. somebody's logo. Yeah, I've been asked, <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, go buy that. Yeah. You know, if somebody wants, like, build me a, you know, a Randy Rhodes, I'm like, well, why don't you go buy a Jackson? Right. Yeah. Well, if that's what you want, buy a Jackson. They can do it better than anybody else. Sure. You know, and um, that that actually brings me up to a point that I, I was going to maybe talk about later. But since you're mentioning it, there's a lot of custom guitar builders now mm-hmm. on the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's yourself with the SP. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Caparison, which is a really cool company yeah. that builds for you know like uh, uh, Parker Lundgren from Queensrÿche, mm-hmm. and then the Iron Maidens are, are endorsed by them. Uh, Soar is known for for mm-hmm. making a lot of stuff. So. There are a lot of really cool production model guitars out there on the market, but but with the cost now of some of these guitars off production, custom guitars really aren't necessarily that much more. No. What does a custom guitar have to offer? I mean, why, why choose a custom as opposed to you know walking into fucking guitar center and just <laughs> plopping a ten thousand dollar Les Paul off the wall? Uh, that's I mean, that's you just said it. You can go to guitar center, any guitar center anywhere, and buy 
a Les Paul, right, or a Strat, or whatever. Any of the any of the brands you mentioned, right? You know, they're all CNC based, right? They're all you know cut by computers. Sure. You know, um, I'm hand built. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's and, people. And you know, my thing was BC Rich because you know back in the day, you see the ads. You know the you know the guys down in Mexico. You know, whittling away with homemade <laughs> knives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty true, man. That's yeah. that's how it's done. You know, I use knives, routers. You know, I don't have a CNC. Sure. You know, it's all you know hand built. All built by hand mm -hmm. from scratch, other mm -hmm. than hardware that obviously yeah, has yeah, to be purchased. Yeah, I, I don't make no frets. No, <laughs> you don't make your own. You don't <laughs> manufacture your own uh, steel. No, no, no. It'd be <laughs> awesome. I'd love to do that, but no, no. Right. That's crazy. So yeah, you know the the custom guitars. I mean, you know, custom builds for some people start out at you know a couple thousand, um, mm -hmm. which is you know more than reasonable. And then you, but it's it's yours. It's it's yours from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And I guess I wonder why somebody would choose to not go that route when it is, I mean, I use the word affordable. I mean, guitars are expensive, but yeah. um, it's not, you know, I, I paid $4,500 20 years ago for a custom shop ESP. Yeah, you I know? mean, the ESP are great guitars, man. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're paying for that name also, right. you know. Well, pretty soon, 4500 is not even going to get you an SP, right? <laughs> no, dude, I mean, you know, I mean, any anything made in America is going to be expensive and you know and now the japanese market the esps are just you know so the the advantage then to uh you know keeping with a custom versus a production is is like we were saying before uh, the sound check kicked back in that uh you really just you get everything you want from scratch and you get the satisfaction of knowing that it's it's hand built mm -hmm. it's not computer generated it's not uh, a cookie cutter you're getting something that literally nobody else has yeah all mine are one of a kind yeah yeah awesome and then you know variations on the one of a kind in the case of uh I terrence mean, hobbs wanting a couple I, different builds i mean you've you've held both his guitars yeah they they definitely feel different they feel different they're not the same yeah you know, they both kind of look the same but they're not the same yeah that's crazy uh, yeah it's just it's it's amazing what you can get on on the custom shop now and and your work is uh definitely making making a name for you so lots of people are using them Mm -hmm. You're probably having a hard time keeping up with the builds at this point. What's the build time on an average guitar? I mean, it it takes me like three months. Okay, you know, it's that's it's, three months if if it's uninterrupted, or that's three months with all the back and forth. Back and forth. I mean, it's it, it takes time, man. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure if I didn't do anything else but like focus on one guitar the whole time, I could probably do it in a month. Sure, but you know, I have a life too, man. I you know I have to work. Sure, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of money in this. You know, people might you know like gasp at how much i you know give them a quote but it's not that much money yeah when you i mean to, this is your living yeah i mean i have you know i work part-time jobs now but mm -hmm. um yeah uh we all have to make a living dude and you know when i ask for a guitar i feel like i'm probably the i don't want to say the bargain but i don't have as much overhead as other people do sure you know I don't well, have yeah because it's just you and your own exactly shop and i don't have employees so i don't have to like you know add one to my and that that is another thing that sets you apart from some of those custom builders mm. and that we were even talking about is you know it's uh you can work at it on your schedule you're working with artists who are on their schedule so you mm. do get a little bit of leeway yeah and i let people like pay payments and that's sure. another thing so you know if you can only afford x amount per month and you know i'll do that work until you know right until that's done then you know you pay me some more and i'll get back on it sure um that helps them out you know kind of helps me out keeping me 
just stuff to do. Right. So. Gets you enough income coming in so that you can continue the project and yeah. not be forking out of your pocket directly. Yeah, I don't want to like stretch out things too much. Sure. But you know, there there was a couple builds that you know took from initiation probably almost a year and a half. Yeah. Um, from concept to final handoff. Just you know, making decisions on things. Sure. Um, you know, and design like the Pazuzu. You know, we. Went through two designs on that. The first one was smaller. I based it off of um, like a Jackson V, mm-hmm. the same size wise. And right. You know, Klein's a big dude, and I gave it to him. And he's the the te- MDF template, and he's like, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Make it bigger. I'm like, dude. How no. many trees went into that guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that thing, dude. The case. The case it was huge. It was it was ridiculous. Well, I, I imagine it had to be built for it. Uh, I mean, I oh, had yeah, an Ironbird yeah. case that was just ridiculously huge. Yeah, I got a dude, um, Brian Rogers. Uh, he does amazing work. He just actually did one for Terry in obituary on that base I just built for him. And right. The image is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and a couple of bases. So uh, Terry Butler made a base for mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Grimm. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> from yeah, Gr- the end. Yeah, yeah Grimm got one. That yeah. was a cool one we designed. Um, uh, Morgan from the band Lestrabi got one. Uh, Tony Black from Druid Lord. Oh, Druid Lord's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love Druid Lord, man. Um, mm. He he got a he he sent me <laughs> he just sent me a full size drawing. Yeah, and I just you know spray glued it to some MDF and cut it out. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, that's it, dude. And you know it, that was a lot of work because all these little curly cues and shit going on. But right, it was fun, and you know he loves that bass, which you know it's that means a lot. Awesome, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's Ambrosia. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but um, talking about acoustic guitars. Mm-hmm. And so, so where are you at with those? Do you have any on the market right now? No, or? man. Like, acoustic guitars are like a construction project, dude. They're, they just take so much time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm not to the point with my acoustics where I want to sell them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have a lot to learn because there's so much to that goes into that. Well, they're a little bit more reliant on the raw material to produce the final sound. Yeah, and you know, each maker has their own way of like, you know, carving the braces internally sure. to get whatever tone. I mean, you can you can read book upon book upon book on like how to tap tune and you know all that stuff. And you know, I want to get into that, but I don't really have time. I'm kind of busy with electrics right now. Sure. And so uh, SP is doing some endorsements. Would mm-hmm. you say? What do you think is the split uh, percentage-wise of, of endorsements versus, say, walk-off-the-street customers? Um, well, that's how I started was, you know, endorsing bands. Like, another thing, people think free guitars. Sure. Nobody gets free guitars, man. Right. You know, I, I wish I could give people free guitars, but, you know, Terrence pay. Everybody pays. Right. You know, does Terrence pay as much as you would pay? Right. No. You know. Um, but he's out there pimping your shit. Yeah, it's, I look at that as, you know, I don't buy magazine articles and whatnot, and you know, it's I'm just it's just me, and I'm right. you know I'm trying to go slowly. Sure. And it's kind of going a little faster. Right. Which you know I'm not I'm not complaining, but you know sometimes it's like wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, as you build up the client list, um, yeah, I, I think that and as as word gets out, which which it has, it mm-hmm. seems like uh, you know there's probably no shortage of people that they want to build from you yeah I mean, it's, it's hard being the new kid on the block man sure because like, you know you want to give somebody money that you never talked to you know you never played one of my guitars so you know what it's gonna be like right so as more people get to play them and you check them out um yeah it, it, rome wasn't built in a day and 
you know, <laughs> you know not, it's, it takes time and you know, I'm just enjoying the ride, man. So is there a certain, like if you were to build a dream guitar for yourself? I did. You, you, you built yourself. Yeah, that was, right? that was that the was guitar the I wanted. One? That was the guitar I wanted. That's the one I, I, you know, I asked, you know. The powers that be. I asked for a quote and it was, yeah. you know, it was, I just wanted a guitar that wasn't painted, man. Right. I just want a natural guitar. Because I seen like in a magazine article, you know, Chuck had one and mm. Chuck was my hero. So he had like a natural stealth. He, I think he stripped it himself, but it was still natural. And that's all I wanted, man. And, you know, I'm like, you're going to charge me that much for an unpainted guitar? And I'll do it myself, and you know, wow. <laughs> and you know that stealth I built was so much. You know, I learned from that dude. It was it was just crazy, and you know, there's mistakes in that thing all over the place. But it's all I play now. Love it. So now that you're uh, guitar teching and building, and then now you're playing. Mm -hmm. um, so. Now you're in false profit now. How did how did that gig come to be? Um, yeah, man. Like I've said this a number of times. You know, I, I was I seen false profit when I was like in middle school mm -hmm. all the time, and uh, huge fan. And you know, fast forward twenty years, um, I saw an ad on Facebook where you know Paul was like, "Are there any death metal guitar players out there?" Right. And I had never really been in a band before, um, so I, <laughs> I think I called Rick. You know, right. Rick Ross, like, hey man, you think I should do this? And Rick's, you know, very encouraging. And I think I might have called Claudius, and you know, you so know. you had already had relationships with a lot of people in the industry at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, False Prophet was like, you know, hometown guys. So yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So with their encouragement, I replied back to Paul and said, hey man, you know. So was there an audition in place? Or? Yeah, yeah. I went and tried out, and you know. So you're the hidden gem because here you are building guitars. Clearly, you'd have to have some sort of playing ability in order to to build and work with clients and meet specs and all that mm. kind of stuff. So, but never played a show. No, man, did my first one like uh, <laughs> yeah a year later and uh, second show was with Obituary, third yeah. show with Obituary. Then you know we did two shows in Florida and our next show is going to be in you know Oakland with opening for Possess. So yeah, know. yeah. Luckily, I know all these guys, so it's not like it's. Well, that can, that can go one of two ways, though, right? It can either be <laughs> yeah awesome, or they can just give you shit. Until, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, they're all really good dudes, man. Right. And, um, very supportive. You know, Ken Andrews from Obituary, Terry Butler. They're you know those guys are amazing, and yeah. you know, Claudius and Daniel and Bobby and Jeff and Emilio. Those, you well, know, those talk guys about are. fucking go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was you know the first time when I looked out and I saw you know Terry Butler and Ken Andrews you know watching the set it was like wow right <laughs> yeah and uh, you know maybe they're looking at you but maybe they're just looking at your badass guitar probably man I don't yeah. know <laughs> build me one of those yeah, yeah I mean Terry got just got his bass and you know, yeah he's just on tour with Slayer over I've there. seen the pics of it it's awesome yeah yeah so uh, yeah man. and what better way to really I think uh, endorse your own product and stand behind its quality than to bring it up on a stage and let people see it in action yeah it's really crazy is you know I handed it to Terry that before the show, and he played it the right. whole tour. And just like with that guitar you saw just now with Terrence, I gave it to him before the show in, in Greensboro you know, a year ago, and he played it. He's been playing it ever since. Right. I was talking with Hobbs about that yesterday. You know, like there's two guitars that I think he's known for now. It's that Black Warlock with the you know the hourglass. Right. And you know the SP. Those yeah. are like 
his thing now, man. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. And so you're getting to play your own stuff in front of people. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's uh, that's got to be just not only good for business, but just make you feel good about that you're you're building stuff that can handle the tour, that can handle the road. And yeah, I mean, the the first guitar that really went on tour was that V I did for Claudius. Right. And that was the one where you know I overnighted it to them, and you know the next day they went to you know Europe and did all the festivals. Right. So there was no. You know, I saw that unboxing yeah, video, was, by dude, the way, on the guitar, dude's front lawn. Dude, it almost didn't happen because yeah. uh, they were leaving, and you know, I was still finishing that guitar up. Yeah, but you know, luckily, it you know, by the powers that be, it happened, and you know, everybody got to see it, and you know, now he's known for that guitar. That's so, awesome. You know, and then what about the uh, the guys in in profit? There, are you working on any any products for them? Um, you Not know, that there's any obligation <laughs> by any means. Yeah, 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 you know, Paul has talked about it, and yeah. you know, we'll 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 see. <laughs> kind of noodle around the idea a little bit. Yeah, what's cool about you know with Paul, you know, not only is he like one of my guitar heroes, right? But I get to play in a band with him. But he's also an an inventor. Um, if you look on, let's see who has it. Um, the, all the new guitars I build have these volume knobs that you know Paul Ray has a patent for right they're like one piece billet aluminum with you know they kind of reminds me of the uh like dimebag daryl took the you know took the whatever he heated was a soldering tip. soldering iron yeah but paul did it with a cnc machine and you know now he has them and they're awesome man they're they're great yeah and, yeah so he's macgyver in it yeah and you know he has a patent on it and like all the new guitars they all have them oh, um, that's actually awesome. that the new one i did for terrence when we get done i'll show them to you and okay everybody loves them dude i mean yeah that's awesome. it's just a volume knob but Still. Is it just a volume? Uh, exactly. Knob? Is it just a volume? Knob? <laughs> What's on the inside? All the little secrets, all the all the tricks of the trade, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you had a chance to be involved in any recording yet? Any studio we're, work? We're, or? we're trying to get that done. Um, you know, it's been in the works for a minute. Uh, so yeah, you know, because profit, they they were around mm-hmm. and then they were not around exactly. for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And now they're fucking back with a vengeance. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what, that's Paul, you know, when I first joined the band, I asked him what he wanted to do. Yeah. You know, just so I'd know what he, what he wants, what he expects, and if we're on the same page, and he wants to do bigger shows, and, you know, I'm going to do what I can to help him do that. Right. And, you know. and you're 100% in, you're, you're all in as oh, far yeah. as if that, if they yeah. need you, you're out there, and you're in the studio, and you're on the road. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in a position where, you know, I know a lot of people now, and you know, we. I, I'm gonna do what I can to help out. You know, awesome. So uh, we are going to check out the the show tonight. What are you looking forward to seeing the most? Well, I've seen it all. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> uh, you know, the surprise of the tour, man, was the first band, Visceral Discord. Yeah. Uh, dude, those guys blow me away every night. Yeah. You know, those are the ones nobody. Well, at least I didn't know who they were. Um, and you got, you got Christian, which. Those dudes are amazing. Cattle decap, you know, and fucking suffocation. I mean, right. you can't go wrong. I don't care what kind of music you like, like you know, what which what part of the genre you like. Yeah. All these guys bring their A game every night, and it's 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 cool to see it. Yeah, you know. And you get to check out one of your newest guitars on this tour, live yeah. in action. Yeah, I get to see it played every night. You know, and it's 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 cool to like to look up there and like, hey, you know, I spent three months with that thing. Yeah, you know, and. Usually I, I give them away and they go away and I don't get to see them for a long time. But you know, here I I flew with these guitars to New York and uh, I get to see them every night, which is cool. Right. So um, tell us where 
we can find you on the interwebs? Well, you know, Facebook is probably like the best way. Um, right. You know, my website, I haven't updated in a while, but it's www.spcustomguitarsusa.com is a website. Um, you know, Facebook, SP Custom Guitars USA, and, you know. And the Instagrams? Instagram, same thing, SP Custom Guitars USA. Uh, yeah, I'm out there. Awesome. Guys, get a guitar built from <laughs> the master. I don't know about that. <laughs> from the guitar builder to the gods of death. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so awesome. Scott Pavarnik, thanks so much for uh, letting me kind of crash your stuff today. And I'm looking forward to hanging out and checking out uh, the Farewell Tour for Suffocation. Hell so. yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's an amazing package. And anyone, you know, I'm not sure if this is going to be out before it's over with, but you need to come out and check it out because it's, it's, it's amazing. Come out and see it while you can, at least in its current incarnation. Yes, yes. And I'm looking forward to, to checking out your guitars live today <laughs> on the stage. Yep, All right, Scott, thank you very much, brother. I definitely appreciate it. Thanks, man. God damn it. Thank you so much, Seattle fucking Washington. Thank you so fucking much. I miss you guys. I fucking love you. Stay brutal, man. Thank you for all the fucking great times here in Washington. I can't thank you enough, Barry, and thank you for supporting me, the band, and everything about it, man. I fucking love you guys. Thank you so much. This is the last song of the evening, and this is the very first song we ever put together. This is the fourth song we ever